All right, back at it here on The Fan. Let's get a perspective on what to see this weekend with Arizona. We'll go to our buddy Alex Clancy, of course, locked on AZ cards, also locked on the NFL. He's just been he's been doing everything and been helping us out for a while now. Hey, Alex, how's it going today? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. So I'm very confused as to what's going on in Arizona, the same way I'm sure. I, you, I mean, you got the pulse of it. You're not confused at all. But from the outside looking in, I, I can't tell if you guys are trying to lose games to get Caleb Williams, if you guys are trying to – showcase Kyler Murray at some point so that he can up the trade value. I just let me in. I don't know what's going on in Arizona. Uh, you think I do? You know, I feel <laughs> like that's, I feel like that's presumptuous. <laughs> you typically um, do. Yeah. You know, it's so the interesting part about this is what I've stated with like, this is how I frame it. Like you'd much rather have a quarterback on the roster. That's your QB one for the next decade than a top five pick. That's, that's kind of the, the path that I've been in. So with that, as we fast forward to, to Sunday, Clayton Toon should be in line to start. Uh, Kyler Murray didn't take first-team reps yesterday. Clayton Toon took all of them. Um, so that should be kind of the last bridge um, between, you know, the end of last season for Kyler Murray and the start of this one in Week 10. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's Kyler Murray comes out and, and plays well for the rest of the year. I'd much rather have them win games pick seventh and know that Kyler Murray is the guy for the future with this offense. There's a middle there that is obviously not great though, right? Like he plays, you win a couple games, you don't end up uh, getting the number one or number two overall pick, but also Kyler Murray doesn't showcase that he's the guy moving forward. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, the scariest environment imaginable, you know, that, that quote from Armageddon, uh, Owen Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, scary. That's all I get to say is that would be the scariest environment imaginable. Okay. You okay. know, where it's like, Say they win three games, and he is the reason why they lose one or two of them as opposed to them putting up a 30-burger in two games and the defense being so poor that they lose 34-30. There's a couple different ways to skin that cat. But, yeah, that, that middle ground is going to be the tough one. But by all accounts, Monty Osford and Jonathan Gannon are over the moon about Kyler Murray, and I have a feeling that he's ready to play. And you're going to see that, that fringe Pro Bowl and you know MVP level that we saw before he got hurt. All right, so for, if it's going to be Clayton Tune for this weekend then, and obviously we'll find out more with Jonathan Gannon, what he decides. I guess he's going to decide on the team plane and then just let us know. <laughs> it's odd. It's odd. What, what clarity is he going to have in that team plane? I don't know, Alex. It's weird. I, I don't know. He's, he was doing this up. He did this for week one with Josh Dobbs and Clayton Tune. I think, he, <laughs> I think he's in the Mike McDaniel world where he's just a weirdo, and he <laughs> likes to have fun with certain things, and, it's just, and that's a great thing. You want – expression and emotion and personality from your head coach. I think he, like, personally, I think he's doing it to troll just a little bit. It should be Clayton Tune. I mean, I don't think you want to put Kyler Murray out there with a, an inferior left side of the offensive line with Miles Garrett breathing fire on the other side of the line. Yeah, no doubt about that. Alex Clancy joining us, of course, Locked On AZ Cards, part of the Locked On Network. Uh, so what are we getting out of Clayton Tune then? Uh, obviously, the Browns' defense is a good one. You, there's not much you can take away with Clayton too, as far tune as far as uh, you know game reps or anything we've seen that way. But at practice and such, what's the report on Clayton Tune? I mean, all we've seen since camp and preseason and everything is, you know, the dude can huck it. He can he can unlock the vertical game. Um, he's his inaccuracies kind of uh, infused through his preseason uh, per, uh, performances. So that's not great. Uh, on top of that, like. The, the third string running back, Amari DiMarcado, who's taken the bulk of the carries the last two weeks, didn't practice the last two, last two days. Michael Wilson, rookie from Stanford, third-round pick, didn't practice the last two days. Um, the starting left guard has already been on IR. 
you know, this is not a deck that's set up for Clayton Toon's success, but, you know, gameplay wise, he's, he's elusive outside of the pocket. He's got a cannon, but it's a situation where that could breed bad throws and turnovers more than extending plays and moving the ball down the field. Alex, it's a one win team, but I, I know a lot of people, I would imagine a lot of people when the Cardinals get ready to play him, they just think of that Dallas game in the back of their mind. It's obviously not Josh Dobbs. It's Clayton Toon, but there's, there's fight with this team. Is that, is that the sense? Is that accurate? This is, and I don't say this tongue in cheek like I do sometimes when, when I join you, is this has been the most fun I've had watching a team with the Cardinals more than when the Cardinals started 7-0 because I always knew something was off. I told you about Cliff Kingsbury almost immediately yes, when I would come on. And this is different. The preparation is different. You know, it's, it's, it's the guys are ready to play, and they play for each other. And it sounds so cliche and so green ribbon and so like, you know, uh, consolation prize, but I'd much rather this foundation have infused talent than anything with the last regime. So yeah, there, and you're starting to see it trickle down with, with national media. They're like, Oh, you know what? The Cardinals have been in every single game, save that 49ers game. They've been in the game for three quarters with no talent, a quarterback who, you know, shouldn't be starting in the NFL and a defense is completely devoid of talent, whether it be injury or otherwise. That's fascinating. So you guys got a real one in Jonathan Gannon, a local kid to Cleveland, by the way. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's right, San Ignatius. That's, that's right. right, yeah. I mean, he um, he's just a dude. Like, you can see on the sidelines, like, I, my case in point was D'Amico, D'Amico Ryans. Mm-hmm. You see him on the sideline in San Francisco, you're like, oh, that's a head coach. You can just tell. And Jonathan Gannon, while his introductory press conference was weird, and he says some weird things, and it makes people laugh kind of, you know, begrudgingly or awkwardly, the dude just comes out and all he's done since taking over is take control of this team. They're doing things his way. They've got the youngest uh, defensive coordinator in the NFL and Nick Rallis and Drew Petzing, who you know very well, has yep. he has brought in life to this offense where it was, you know, a, 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 a fifth grade offense that we've seen the last four years. This is a big boy adult offense that are run by NFL players. It's balanced that time of possession, like everything that you want from the new regime of coaches has come to fruition. It's a beautiful thing, even though they're one and seven. So I don't think it's crazy then. You know, it's funny. I, I'm having a, like our afternoon show here, Dustin Fox, you know, played at Ohio State, won a national championship, played in the NFL. He was talking earlier today about the idea that like, he's like, wait, I, I don't have a good sense about this game. Like, this game feels a little weird to me. I, and, and I'm kind of feeling the same way. Brown's almost what are we, double digit favorites now to Vegas after the Watson news. But it feels like this is the type of game where yeah, the Cardinals could be in this one to the end. It's, I've been waiting for the day, and I thought it was last week against Baltimore, and I was, I was wrong, kind of, was they haven't just got smacked in the mouth early and lost 37-3. You know, like mm-hmm. a Clemson versus Vanderbilt Saturday morning <laughs> game or something like that. Like, they haven't, and they've been in it, and it's been fun, and they've forced turnovers, the defense has. And, yeah, I know that Cleveland doesn't like to play ugly, but the Cardinals, that's the only way they know. It's just, you know, de facto, like, the Cardinals are the personification of any given Sunday every week. And it's shown that they've played competitive football pretty much for 70% of every game, say the San Francisco 49ers game with, you know, a practice squad team in some spots. So what, what part for Deshaun on Sunday, just looking at where Deshaun should be attacking, where do you think the right spot for Deshaun is? Uh, the receivers. That's like, it doesn't, David Njoku is going to feast like this cornerback room was not upgraded this offseason, And I think it was by design. You know, they took what gave what came to them in the draft. 
Uh, Garrett Williams, third-round pick out of Syracuse, is going to play his third game. Uh, Marco Wilson has proven out of Florida, has proven in his third year that he is not a CB1, maybe not even a CB2. It's been kind of a ragtag set of guys who've played corner. And if he doesn't turn the ball over, you know, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, like it, it should be a feastable Sunday for Deshaun Watson and, and all involved in the wide receiver room and David Njoku. Yeah, I, I keep looking at Marco Wilson. I wonder, I'm like, how did that even happen? That was a so I feel bad for him because he was drafted. The Cardinals moved up three years ago, I think from the sixth to the fourth round to draft him. And then Steve Kahn didn't do anything else in the cornerback room. So Byron Murphy was moved into CB1, which he's never been. Marco Wilson was thrust into action way too early. And then with Byron Murphy gone, Marco Wilson hasn't been able to grow up in the NFL in the organic and natural way. He was thrown in to the fast lane while having his, you know, his learner's permit. Hmm. So I, I hope that the Cardinals can add some talent and, you know, keep him as a CB3. Because, I mean, we've seen flashes, but he's definitely not a CB1 in this league. Miles Garrett against DJ Humphreys. Humphreys not looking so good this year. No, I feel bad, man. You know, like there's one of one of my my coined phrases is there are very few Arizona Cardinals on the Arizona Cardinals. They're they're a transplant team. Very rarely do they draft and give guys multiple extensions. They're they're a transplant team like the city in which they play. But <laughs> DJ Humphreys has been like this rock, you know, culture locker room. One of the best inter- one of the best interviews in football. And you're starting to see this is the year where it's like you know what. The left guard has been terrible. He hasn't been able to, you know, account for the extra help like he'd been able to years past. Yeah, this is the step back year where it's like, oh, no, this is the year. And then I, I think that this may be the last year with the Arizona Cardinals for him. So it's going to be tough yeah. for him with Miles Garrett for sure. Have, have you given off a, a prediction for the game? I'm not a big prediction guy for games. So if, you do, if you're not that guy, that's perfectly acceptable. But I'm curious what you're thinking like over-under-wise, what your, your total would be for this one. Why do people – take away the joy of just predicting and maybe being right. I never understood why people are like, I refuse to be wrong. I refuse to do it. No, it's I'm not, not that. Buy a lot of for, for a dollar. For me, Alex, for me, it's because then I root for the score to happen. And I'm perfectly fine being wrong. I don't care at all. I'll wear any egg on my face. Doesn't matter. But like during the game, I'll root for it. And I'll be like, wait, I want it to be exactly 20 to 14 because I said 20 yeah. to 14. And it makes me so like my anxiety's through the roof. And I just, I, so I'm like, I, I don't even really do it most weeks because it just, just doesn't it doesn't appeal to me because uh, <laughs> most of the time by the end of the actual game I've nailed it before. You know how many tweets I get back when I nail it? Zero, Alex. Zero. <laughs> it's only when I completely am so utterly wrong. So I'm like, just screw it. My anxiety. I'll take a break. It's a thankless job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. I think that it's going to be a lot to a little. I think this is one where it's going to be like can throw a potential defensive touchdown in there. With the only saving grace that the Cardinals have, which is completely counterintuitive, but you'll probably agree with me, is having no tape on a quarterback is a fantastic thing. Yeah. Even if it's a rookie, even if it's his first start, you have no idea what, what is the Mike you know, White syndrome. What his, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Nick Mullins a few years ago, it's just the most random people just, just carve up defenses that they have no business carving up because Houston was a long time ago in college. Um, but having said that, I think it's probably going to be around 27-10, 27-13, something like that. If the Cardinals can hold any team to under 30 points this year, that's a win. And I don't say that as a joke. They're just it, – it's a transition year. It's a rebuild year, and they've been playing their asses off, but there's only so much they can do with the talent they've got.
Well, Alex, thank you for putting a score to it. I appreciate that. And uh, appreciate your insight as always. Uh, anytime it's Arizona, we go to you. And, of course, Locked on AZ Cards. We're always checking you out there. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate you, man. Of course. Thanks for having me.